cleaning the cobwebs with the womb broom? <laughs> yeah, you know, we've all been there. Like, hey, honey. It's been a long time since we've had sex. You mind if I clean the cobwebs with, with my, my womb, womb broom? Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSin. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined, as always, by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Nate Hughes. Yay, Jonathan's back. We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. Severely missed, Mr. Jonathan. Oh, well, thank you very much. You guys did, did awesome. Uh, that, was a, that was a really fun episode to listen to. Are you and uh, Danae going to return the favor when I'm missing next week? Um, no. What, making a puppet? <laughs> <laughs> Sticking it up your butt. <laughs> uh, yeah, I listened no, back know. to that and I thought, what, why? I, What's going on in my head? I was listening to it in the moment and thinking, <laughs> why? What's going on in her head? When I talk about all the experiences I've had at my job at CinemaSin, being in Danae's butt... Um, <laughs> I thought it was may my or may butt. May not be one of the ones I discuss. <laughs> really, anyone's butt. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah, just I'm not just, expected. I'm, I'm, That's our next bumper sticker. Speaking of stickers, for those of you on the newsletter, you're gonna want to check your email. Oh okay. yeah, <laughs> lots of fun stuff going on in uh, behind the sins land. So thank you so much for being an incredible, amazing part of it. We love you. Uh, we love doing this show every week, and so I think we should just get into it. Get into the meaty stuff. You ready? Let's kick it off with this inside scoop. What's he building in there? Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the uh, videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we are sending in general. Uh, Kick it off with TV Sins, The Walking Dead. We did another Walking Dead episode, Beside the Dying Fire. This is a Dicer Watkins script because Danae will never write on The Walking Dead. This was the uh, second season finale, right? Yes, yes it was. Yeah. I really do wonder what would happen if I was assigned something. When you're ready, you just let me know. I will assign you. Is it because you also don't like to watch weird stuff? Like, well, like, no, no, no. Like, I, I'd be very curious to see how you oh handle. I, God, I think you, you would get five minutes in and be like, "I've made a terrible mistake." Uh huh. Aaron, take over. Right. Hey, on <laughs> top is, of everything there, you're there doing has this been, week. I, I've, I mean, I've been okay with everything. There has been one show that I know Aaron was like, if we do another one of these, we uh, we might need to get somebody else. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> Who true. Was I that? did have that one experience. Do is it remember? okay to say? Uh, yeah, we might have even already talked about it when we discussed that episode. <laughs> it's quite possible. I've put it out of my brain. What was it? It was American Horror Story. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to do American Horror Story anymore. Yeah, he just, <laughs> he has a really horrible look on his face right now <laughs> like like he like he ate something rancid well hey, that, is, that, that is not a very that's not what i would call a very pleasant show so i get it yeah and it's one of those things too where it's not just uh, like look i i've seen enough horror content in my life that i'm not shocked or grossed out necessarily by anything um it's more along the lines of i just keep saying the same things because it keeps striking me the same way you know what i mean yeah. like it's yeah. i don't have anything new to add to this conversation this is stupid <laughs> like you know what i yeah, mean how many ryan murphy jokes can right one right. person make yeah so but that's just me somebody else but may watching be able to this have a- walking dead though doing these walking dead episodes makes me wonder why i wasted like six years of my life watching this show is it that bad? Well, it's not that bad, but it, it definitely doesn't hold up well. No, it doesn't. I, I think like it, in what way? Plot line wise? You, you OK there, Aaron? <laughs> Shush. Well, Nobody <it's>, knows. 
Nobody knows what? about my flaming lips. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What is it for you, Aaron, that doesn't hold up, I guess? Well, for me, it's mostly... I was really engaged in the character work in that yes. show, and that stuff is still fine. But once you get beyond that, really see the seams of just how it goes nowhere. It does nothing. It's all the I same. Think that, I think that's it because I think when you're watching it the first time, I mean, it's a you know, it's a very involved show. I mean, um, how many times? Do you ba- need, how many times do you need to see a, a zombie take head trauma before yeah. you go? This is all this show is. Yeah, you but I mean, you're watching it initially to see where it goes because it is a very involved show. It's a it's a there, it's a continuing storyline. Yeah, and but then it's surprise, an it's an interesting scenario. Um, and it's based on a comic, a very popular comic book series, which I've also read. Yeah, um, which is way better, by the way. I'm not but, gonna, um, but I think that's it. I think you just want to know where it's going to go, and then once you realize it's not really going to go anywhere, and it's just going to meander like it kind of does for the entire second season on a farm. Um, when you go back and watch it. it it's kind of like why? Well, I wish I had just known this from get go. I would, I wouldn't have bothered. Yeah, you know when you have uh, an arm that falls asleep uh-huh. for a long time, and then uh-huh. the sharp needle pain when it wakes up. That's that's the stage of my lips have entered <laughs> into now. Iron. <laughs> I thought you were about to make another Walking Dead reference. <laughs> no, me too. But no, that's what I was talking about when it goes into the hyper light speed and it's just tingly, tingly. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Isn't that crazy? Yeah. My 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 lips are in a Kubrick movie right now. They are. I will explain more on the outtakes, but it's uh, very distracting. The, walk, the Walking Dead lips. I mean, I need to say right now, I warned you that it was going to be distracting when we started the show. Yeah, I'm sorry. So can you I'm say, sorry. You have no piece of you have no context for for this whatsoever. Can, can but, you say, Danae, you're right. Danae, you are right. Oh. That makes me so happy. Uh, so, Tanae, I am curious as to your thoughts on this whole Walking Dead thing. I know you you didn't watch any of the videos this week. <laughs> Man, my show prep was so quick. I I usually, uh, there was a question on Twitter like about the length of time. That, no, it was in Discord, by the about the prep work that goes into the show and how long it takes for us to edit it and just the whole process and everything. Yeah. It takes me a, an hour and a half to two hours to prep for the show. Not this week. I, my husband yeah. was so excited he's like you're done already like i'm like yeah i can be back with the family because i always try to do it on sunday in case we have Mm -hmm. changes in the schedule and just things like that it's easier to do so i i really enjoyed it my experience with walking dead though is all just secondhand seeing commercials for it on television and then having friends that are really into zombies and stuff that they started watching it um and and then like things would come out in the meme world about or or even just like pop culture when a main character dies or something that i've seen those kind of blips happen as the years have sort of gone on with this show right but it bums me out to hear that the plot is just like there's just nothing really there because then i i do not relate to watching zombie you know i'm gonna gonna say zombie trash but here's why i'm gonna say it because i watch uh er medical drama trash (laughs) so some people look at what i watch they're like that is so dumb and so like mine is like um gray's anatomy or whatever i wish i could stop watching gray's anatomy but i think the difference is that they, they do have plot stuff going on, but they do the annoying like drama plot where it's like suddenly these people aren't together anymore. They break up and then one of them's pregnant and they got to get back together. It's it's that trash. Mm-hmm. But so, I mean, zombies are just like anything else. I mean, it, you can do really interesting things with the subject matter. I mean, we have stuff like Shaun of the Dead and we have 28 Days Later and we the, have Anna and the Apocalypse, which I talked about a couple weeks so, ago. So what's the point of the show? Is it to survive? Is it to find a cure? 
it's just an yeah it's just zombies i mean there there's uh it's an apocalyptic type scenario where the world has been overtaken by zombies and uh the humans are trying to figure out a way to survive i mean the whole thing which you know we joked about this when we send the pilot is that the walking dead does not refer to the zombies it refers to the human uh and they beat that into your. They beat that over your head. By oh, the way. oh. Well, it's new to me, and it was really impressive. Yeah. <laughs> so with a baseball bat. Oh, but what's no. interesting too, talking about the comic book, because I have read the comic book series since I watched the show, and because it just ended uh, last year, uh, or I, well, yeah, I guess it was last year. Um, and um, it, the 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 show follows a lot of the same beats that the comic follows, so it's really weird that it works really well in comic, but doesn't work in the show. Yeah. But but so so all the humans like are trying to find a civilization that's away from the zombies where they can pick them off if they come and attack. Yeah. No, and they're just trying to survive. They're they're trying to survive. They're trying to figure out what's going on they're trying for a while and then at, at some point they're ju- they're just trying to make do and then eventually they meet you know our main characters they meet uh other humans and some of them are worse than the zombies right uh, because you can only imagine what you know people are doing in these types of scenarios to to survive and to take advantage and, right right uh, oh. because you know things like food is gone and you know or food supplies have been cut off um okay okay electricity Fi- and a final you know, question so. for the person who doesn't watch the show who's just asking a whole bunch of questions. Do they know what caused the zombie? No, and that and, and that's why I got and bored that's fine. with it. No, that's for me. That is the primary reason I got bored with it. I, I got bored because I am a hopeful, optimistic person, and this show has none of that. This show is not at all about any kind of let's actually solve this problem, let's find the cause of it, and like after the first season, it's all just about you know finding a place to bunker down and survive. Hmm. And you do, you do find out, and then yeah, and then like you know character arcs and things like that um you do find out in this episode actually that um they all have it right um like you don't have to be like if you just die you become a zombie so whatever it is is inside everybody right whatever the the issue is. yeah which yeah. is interesting but like aaron said it it never goes beyond that well and i guess i should i sh- i you know i know we've talked about this before but i shouldn't care because honestly when you really think about zombies and we address this in the video again this mm-hmm. time too when you really think about it zombies make no sense like there's no there's no reason zombies would actually be a problem we would figure it out so quickly they barely move they're you know like we would take care of that that issue and then we would have stuff in place for when people die like it just it it wouldn't be an apocalypse uh if an outbreak happened and so. that's what everything is like when an optimist is at the helm <laughs> you, you i put- mean i think it i mean i think it would depend on how it was handled i mean i i don't i don't necessarily agree that I mean, I don't, I mean, I guess they would be fairly easy to get away from, but I mean, at the same time, if you didn't know they existed or you didn't know what was going on, I mean, if somebody just wandered up to you, you wouldn't be thinking, oh, this person's about to eat. No, true. But within, but within a week, communication would have, okay, this is what's going on. Here's how we handle it. You know, we, we dig pits that have noisemakers, you know, that are charged Mm -hmm. and continuous noisemakers. Are are they afraid of noise? They, they walk towards noise. Oh, I I see. Zombies are really scary. They walk slowly towards noises. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. So by that rationale, are you saying like every apocalyptic movie is is BS? Like we no. need to be able to handle. Oh anything? no, disease is really scary. Like like apocalypse. Yeah. Idea- is this just a disease? Not, but yeah, sure. But the disease does nothing except you know it lives into in you until you die, and then you turn into a, a slow walking noise uh, finder. Oh, what is what is um what's the one that affects people? And, and but mostly animals, but can affect people too. That like bird does that. flu. And no, like, 
uh, foam at the mouth. Rabies? Rabies does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rabies turns you into a, a, it's a horrible way to die. Yeah. Like horrible. For yeah. sure. But you're also, but you're not like the living dead. You're kind of. I mean, because <laughs> it takes over your brain and then all you want to do is like bite somebody. Yeah. That's true. But I'm just saying zombies are people that actually have died and then come back to life. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, I just and, assume that like something bit them while they were living. Well, and let's let's well, move. and then they die and then they come back as a zombie. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. So, here's the other thing. We can move into the the video because uh I think this is the first Walking Dead. We didn't talk about this in the first one, but the idea of clothing on zombies is really fascinating <laughs> to me mm-hmm. because uh none of them would have pants. Like they're, you know, the pants specifically. Well, pants specifically because they would first of all lose so much weight. Like, you know, the, just pieces would fall off of them, and then their pants would just fall off. Nobody would be wearing pants, uh, let alone robes and suspenders and all these things that these zombies have on. Yeah, but the, um, the wardrobe department. Right, yeah, exactly. So It's really interesting, though, too, because um, one of the weird things about this show that I, just, that I found out, like, um, a while back, um, was that I don't know if it's Nicotero specifically, but the FX crew, somebody actually studied like how um, decaying works and like looked at like the timetable of like how decayed you be at this point. So like throughout the run of the show, they have made it a point, and this seems so silly in retrospect, but it's interesting. They've made it a point to make the decaying of the bodies uh, equal the time that this has been going on. Right. So like you get like that's why like if you watch. The series, you'll notice some zombies get a little more, I guess, grosser right. well, as the series goes. But obviously, they didn't take into account the clothing. Or, which granted, I, I get from a network standpoint, you can't just have <laughs> like junk hanging out. Right. Or maybe the junk um, would fall off. You know, we don't know. That's true. Maybe. That's true. But then Aaron even, you know, we went into also like, but there, that always always interests me. Like, how do they eat? They don't eat, do they? Well, yeah, that's the whole thing is they feast yeah. on the living. Like that's their, their primary directive somehow is to, to eat people. Yeah. You know, that sounds terrible. But, he, but the, the other thing about the decay though is when your muscles decay, how do you move? Like, I don't understand yeah. how they're still walking. Like at some point the, the body, like at some point you have to say there's match involved because the, the there is no literal physical way that these zombies could continue to walk if their muscles are decaying and their bones are breaking down. Like, that makes no Which sense. Which is really interesting that you say that because, of course, like, you know, the zombie storyline is obviously uh, over the years of filmmaking has changed. And early, early on, the first stories of zombies like back like in the 20s and 30s were uh you know voodoo yeah well and that makes um, more sense created to by magic yeah if you throw magic into the mix we can yeah. do all of this that's fine but you and know. then romero kind of changed the landscape with night of the dead and 60s yeah yeah that makes and sense. that kind of that created what became the modern day zombie story but before that it was that's exactly what it was it was witchcraft and, and voodoo that yeah. makes more sense to me. Yeah. You know what else makes sense to me? And it's scarier. You know, you know what else makes sense to me? A bonus round of shotgun shooting. Yeah, That's what makes sense to round. me. That was that was fun. I, I love that part of the video. <laughs> you should watch just the bonus round. I thought about it after you told me. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, I love what the 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 wave instead of the Mario coin sound. It's just all the different video game. Um, yeah calls for after you shoot somebody you know like a kill apocalypse i don't play video games so like i didn't really know what that stuff was from but i found it very funny oh it's so funny it's hilarious uh, it was one of my favorite parts of the video uh what about you jonathan what are some of your things 
Um, I thought it was interesting when I was watching. Um, I hadn't thought about this through all the scripting and stuff. The sin about the no trespass sign. Yeah. Where we were breaking down all the specifics about the sign itself. Yep. For some reason today when I was, or not today, but the other day when I was rewatching it for prep, I was thinking, you know, this is very similar to like the review of a sin script. Like, did we subconsciously... <laughs> because <laughs> we're talking about like where would the apostrophe go yes and yes no there's nothing subconscious the, about that what is the tone of this like what is the uh the tense <laughs> there's nothing subconscious about that I, we live that on a day-by-day basis so and obviously uh, our we we cheated quite a bit with the whole like future knowledge on this one but it was so worth it because the stuff about prison was the first thing yeah but uh, we had three or four things in there about Glenn. Oh, my goodness. Uh, just metaphorical, I guess. Is that the way to put it? <laughs> just puns. Just just winking puns yeah. uh, about so, bats. And that was a big hit. In oh, the, man. Uh, yeah, I'll get comments. I'll get more into that in the uh, in the comment section. Okay, cool. um, but uh, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. I want to go back to the sign because uh, when I, I had written this list of things with a sign, I had included the fact that it looked like it was on the wrong side of the fence. Yeah. like they who would see that <laughs> they it looks like yeah who would see that but here's the thing i i actually rewound and you can tell from the long shot that that fence is facing the road and so the property is actually on the other side of that fence they're oh. they're already on somebody's property and they are like coming towards the road Oh, so we were just assuming that was herschel's property right and, and it's it not probably somebody else's it's i just, gotcha it's just a continuation of the stupid hey zombies saw a helicopter and they're moving and now they're walking across the field and they'll eventually get to Herschel's farm. Does it matter? Nope. I don't know. It's just one of those things. But uh, but yeah, in the comments, somebody had had mentioned, you know, you forgot to mention the signs even on the wrong side. And I was like, actually, uh, actually, that was in the original sin. And then the long shot uh, shows that that's not actually the case. So and I loved how we just opened it up with just simply this show is gross, which actually at first <laughs> I thought we might need to cut because it really didn't feel like much of a sin. But it's oh. just it's so fitting the way the way it opens. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I love it, that. It worked perfectly. And then obviously us going back to Coral, which we <laughs> referenced in the in our original script. I love it for the the pilot. I love it that we just make it just his name now. And, yeah, and it's just yeah. subtle. It's not even it's just, you know, we just call him Coral. Yeah. That's his name. He's Coral. Coral. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh the office product cool. recall. Boo! And uh yes. But this is one you could watch at least, Danae. <laughs> oh, right. I did actually watch that. Uh, this is another Dicer Watkins uh, script Jonathan and I wrote on this one. Listen, listen. You're going to think after like last week and this week, I just don't write on anything anymore. But sometimes things get, mo- get moved around. Yes. Things and are so, definitely get move, move, uh, getting moved around. Yeah, we wrote this a while back. Yeah. So so just calm down. Calm down, Danae. Yeah, we, fine. we made the decision to swap some stuff around. And there was actually a previously on on mm-hmm. this. Uh, was it this video? Or no, it was the Watkins. Walking dead. dead. I think there was a previously on that kind of was like, "Hey, you guys haven't done this yet." Yeah. So we actually had to take that out, but uh, yeah. But yeah, we're learning how to. The, the previously on is fun because it's like a TV show. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes if you do that, then... and we love letting our our mm-hmm. members record those, which is really fun too. Plus, yeah. if you are a member on Patreon, we will release them and sometimes learn as it's being released that we have to switch some things up. So if you're a member, you actually get to sometimes see videos that aren't. Well, yeah, we've gonna... edited videos mm-hmm. based on member feedback sometimes, which yep. is great. Mm-hmm. I love doing that. 
that's, yep. that's awesome. So, so you guys kind of, in fact, we, we'll get notes like, hey, you know, the previously on is showing when you guys haven't done yet. And we're like, oh, yep, we're working on it. But we have like yep. this additional checks and balances thing, which is super nice. The so previously on was a wonderful idea until we had to start switching videos. around. Yes. <laughs> and now we're just going to have it to, was... I guess, cut it out sometimes. Yeah. So sometimes it won't be there, I guess, which is okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and I, I might not agree. I might just not agree with the masses. But going back to the office, I just I, I wish we would do a funny episode. Um, <laughs> right. But, but, but clearly, I just don't agree with like the favorite, the fan favorites, apparently, because I know this is a this was a voted one. This was this is clearly a fan favorite. And I guess there are things in it that I like. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I what was it about this one that made it a fan favorite? Like, do you think? I think the apology. I think a lot of it has to do with the the Michael Scott videoed apology about, you know, the piece of paper having the profane watermark on it. And, you know, there's just a lot of Michael Scott being Michael Scott uh, in this one. That was probably my favorite part of the show, though. I did like how at the beginning, especially, it's really interesting because, like, it's really it's always fun to watch that character try to solve a problem like a real problem like not even this because a lot of the times he creates problems that aren't there yeah but in this situation this was actually something where you know he had to come in there and try to fix it and it's i mean that that's i can see the humor in that i can i guess i can see why people find that yeah and there's a lot of stuff with like how they handle it with how different people like i think of the uh is it Creed? Uh, yeah. Part of it where he, you know, shifts the blame on somebody else at a different plant or whatever, and the way that he does that, that is kind and, of fascinating. And so, yeah, so there's there's because you, you know that happened, right? Right. And then there's the the gym in in uh, you know Nard Dog uh, trip to the high, you know to the high school, and he sees that the girl he's been dating is actually in high school. The hell was that? So yeah, yeah. see that I didn't. I mean, I, that could be funny, but I, I didn't. That isn't think they funny. Handled well. And granted, <laughs> was she was. She she in episodes before that i don't know she i mean it had yeah. to have been right that's what but i couldn't remember. i don't remember my, my wife is the office expert we should have her right. on she she every day if she's got time she's firing up an episode of the office on her phone and watching them we've talked about this before our our spouses are the office people when i was watching this one as soon as he heard the music he came running over and yeah, i was yeah, like yeah. oh so you want to watch some of the work then do you you want to actually support the channel and actually watch <laughs> one huh I just kind of razzed him. He, he watched this with me, which is fun. We actually have not watched a completed Sins video together like this before. He's he's kind of fast forwarded through some of them. You know, when I'm like really particularly excited about like a sin or something that I wrote and I want him to see it, uh, you know, the way that I wrote it. It happened actually several times in uh, Alita Battle Angel because there were several in there that I was really proud of. So I skipped through and like showed him because he doesn't want to watch the whole thing. But then on the office ones, he wants to watch the whole thing until he watched it and he got personally offended because <laughs> he loves the office so much. There was one in particular, one burn in particular. He was like, he goes, oh, that's low. Was it on this one? Do you remember what yeah. it was? Yeah, yeah, I do. What was it? Um, it's a, it gets a light, it gets a laugh like a quarter of the time. And then the, you mean like this show after season five, he literally gasped and he goes, he goes, oh, that was low. But that was, true. That was a burn. And I paused the video because I didn't understand the reference. And then he uh-huh. explained to me that most people just think it gets, you know, yeah. less funny. And so, yeah. but he, of course, is a diehard you know, Office fan. That's so. funny. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Jonathan and I wrote on it. So tell us what else. And you, this is, you know, one of only maybe two videos that you watched this week. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so, so tell us about. about so tell us about what you found in it. Well, um, it's fun to try to piece together the plot as you watch 
watch a sins video because I have no idea what's happening in this. Sure. And so when you first see the image of the duck and the mouse, mm-hmm. I have zero point of reference that this has been printed for a lot of people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, later on, it's kind of mentioned, and then I had to ask Justin about it. And he said, right. yeah, that's been sent out to everyone. And then like it kind of made more sense like about what was happening and why people were stressed out and, and things like that. So well, One of my favorite parts of the editing process was when we thought that the blurring that they do on that area. The, the black bar? the bl- Yeah, the black bar. It wasn't blurring. It was a black bar. And during the editing, we were like, hey, can we, we don't, do we need to blur? Like, do we need to do a black bar there? Mm-hmm. Don't we usually that do was, blurring? Yeah, that was me. And it was like, it was like, uh, well, actually, they did that. That wasn't us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote that down, and it had just, like I said, it had been a while since we had written it and watched yeah. the episode. So. <laughs> Yeah. It was it same, was confusing. Same. I saw the black bar and I thought, are we doing something different? And then I realized it was part <laughs> no. of the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, that was that was fun. But the, you know, this video starts off where uh, Jim is dressed as Dwight. Yes. And Bears, I, I've seen this memed before. Battlestar Galactica. But I've never seen it play out before. And so that was sort of fun for me just Look, to just Jim's mean. see it. Can we just say it? Jim is a meanie. No, he's... Yeah, I, I, because like I'm not a huge Dwight fan to be honest. Like I don't sure. particularly think that character's funny, but yeah, no, Jim is horrible to him. We got some pushback on that because everybody uh-huh. loves Jim's pranks. Yeah, including my wife. Mm-hmm. She that's her that's her one thing. Like if she's watching in, in like something, she will show me all the pranks. She's like, watch this one. It's my favorite prank. <laughs> <laughs> so people well, love Jim's pranks, but if you really had that person at your office and you really made fun of them like this, you're yeah. a meanie. You are yeah. a meanie. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say. I know that there's other pranks. I can think of a few that I've seen because, you know, those those particular episodes play a lot. And, mm-hmm. I, and I've seen them before and I've seen my husband watch it because he watches this show all the time. It's his friends or whatever, which is weird to say because we don't watch friends. But um, there's the one where stuff is in Jell-O maybe. Yeah, the stapler in Jell-O. That's like episode one. And then there's like maybe with ice. Mm-hmm. So there's always some kind of The one my wife prank. showed me the other day was when he staged a murder scene in his hotel room. And when, when Dwight walked in, he fell out of the closet <laughs> like he had been killed. I don't know. Oh my I'm, just, goodness. I'm just saying. Oh, man. And that's her favorite. She loves it. You know, some people love pranks. Yeah. I don't like pranks. It's really, well, it's really interesting, too, because if you don't like, you know, these are just kind of asides. But I've noticed when watching this show that, like, Dwight has a lot more power than I guess I initially realized. Like, they even kind of make that mention that Dwight got that woman fired that Creed lied about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's so, assistant to the regional manager. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I and I think he's actually better at his job than Jim is, which is interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised by really that. really digging in. Yeah. yeah. And those who watch the office are like, oh, yeah. And, but that also supported by this fact. I would love to go on long conversations with the office because the people who like the office, they get so passionate about it. And they, like, mm-hmm. explain these particular, like, storylines. And I feel like it's easier for me to follow because it's an office setting. But sending this show sucks. I I've I've only had to send uh the office episode once and I don't ever want to have to do it again. Well, you can only uh beg out of so many TV series, Shush. Danae. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. <laughs> Eventually you're going to have to watch as, something you I, don't like. Yeah, exactly. A- um, as somebody who's new, I'm just finding my boundaries. Um <laughs> one of my most favorite scenes this episode was the zoom and enhance on the watch. That was so fun. Yeah. So who came up with that? I, well, I it's one of those things where I put it in the script and I was like, I don't know if you can do this. 
but can you do this? And they did it. And it's, oh, it's perfect. so funny. It's so great. Yeah, it looked so good. And I don't even know how they did it, but they did it. Photoshop, man. I guess. They found somebody with a watch and they just Photoshop that stuff. <laughs> that was so and fun. once again, we proved that Jim is mean. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. He had fuck you TV sins on his watch. Like us. That's right. It's crazy. Knew we'd be looking for that. So weird. The only other thing I had was uh, the the bad Australian accents. <laughs> Yes. For some reason, that one just cracks me up uh, yeah. when they're when they're doing all of that, and we made fun. I uh, I particularly like the uh, the euphemism for sex burping the worm in the mole hole. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> Which I will talk about more in keeping tabs. Okay, okay. But uh, but oh yeah. oh, everyone's sh- so shocked that. <laughs> Aaron's keeping tabs is sexually related. Hey, it's been a while. All right, it's been a while. I got to keep my uh, keep, oh. keep my image. Oh yeah, That's keep good my stuff. image up. All right, let's move on to music video sins. Uh, Nirvana. Sorry. I was going to give you as much time as you wanted to oh, sing no. as much of the song as you... I'll you... just interrupt you regularly. Oh, what's, what's new? <laughs> uh, smells like teen spirit. Uh, so, yeah. Th- I was surprised we hadn't done this one before, but mm-hmm. uh, but we're kind of catching up on some of these classics that haven't been done. Um, what did you guys think? This song is not my favorite song, so... Did, were, so, did you ever like Nirvana? I have a like weird Nirvana? experience with this song Oh, this specific up. song? Yeah, I just... So, every time I hear it, I have a memory. And it's I just feel like, like we need to know... Sure. I mean, unless it's too private. It's I had almost... a crush on my neighbor. Okay. He loved Nirvana. Okay. He looked like he was in Nirvana. He okay. had the long hair. He Very had grunge. The grunge. I was probably nine, <laughs> and he was probably fourteen. So it was one of those like boy next door crush kind of right. Things. Like you don't even know what it means. Don't even have you a just, clue. You know, you're supposed He's to crush cute. on cute yeah, boys. Yeah, and... something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So he listened to Nirvana, and he had the whole thing going on. And so he always had this song playing, and for a just a real short summer. I had this visitor come over. She was a friend of mine and she stayed over for like a week, like a week friend kind of exchange. Okay. Okay. And anyway, we were listening to Nirvana. We were laying down in his yard, looking up at the, at the stars. I was in on his yard. And yeah, we had the adjacent yard. So we were just in his yard. Like at night. You just went over to his yard at night. Yeah. And looked and looked up to the stars. Yeah. This is a you just went to your neighbor's yard. It gets weirder. Okay. So so I'm laying on my back and my friend, her head is on my stomach, and his head is also on my stomach. Oh wait, he's there. And we're look yeah, he was there. And so we're and we're all looking up at the stars and we're listening to Nirvana, and the next thing I know is they're kissing on top of me. <laughs> Is your friend also nine? I don't remember how old we were. Like, maybe we were 10 or 11. I don't know. But it was, we're like little. You Mm -hmm. know, we're just whatever. Anyways, I got real upset. I got up. I pushed them both off of me, like, and then went and jumped the fence and went home. That was... I hate this song. Wow. <laughs> anyway, I have this weird, like, weird emotions attached to this song. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Is it? it? Smells like teen spirit. Yeah, I guess so. I, I have a weird thing with this song, too. Um, you the, could argue that this song um, destroyed um, 80s hard rock. Because it became um, too popular? Huh? Because it became too popular or what? No, I'm just saying, like, well, it was just, this was, like, the start of, this was, like, the, I mean, grunge had been around for a second, but, I mean, this was, like, the big hit, right? This was the, this was the song that just kind of changed rock. Yeah. Um, rock went in a completely different direction after this song came out. And as someone who grew up on 80s hard rock and is a huge, still a huge fan of that type of music, um, I, I don't like that about it, but it, but I still really like this, this movement in music and, uh, 
uh, this hit, this came, but this was 91, I think. Yes, so it was. we were like 15, 14, 15 when this came out. Yeah, or 16, depending on if you're an old man. But uh, but yeah. yeah. Well, me and you, <laughs> I guess, specifically, because um, we were born uh, close to each other. Yeah. Um, but um, so this was like a perfect, like I was the perfect age for this kind of like teen ink uh, type of music to hit. And so I, I really did get into a lot. I, I don't know that I ever really got into Nirvana. I, I do. The album that came after this in utero is actually uh, one of my favorite albums of all time. So I guess I did kind of get into them. But um, there were other bands around this time that came to the forefront because of Nirvana that I became fans of. Yeah. Um, so there, there's a lot of good and bad that uh, that hits me. And it's also one of those songs you've heard so many times that it, it just kind of becomes its own thing. Like, I, it's hard to even discuss good or bad. It's just kind of uh, it's just kind of a moment in time. I yeah. Guess. I, I have a weird experience with uh, this song as well. Um, although I, I try to explain this and it's hard for people to get I lived such a sheltered childhood, and it mm-hmm. wasn't one of those things. Most people's stories when they have a sheltered childhood is about sneaking the things that they're sheltered from. Mm-hmm. I was perfectly content in my sheltered child. Like I didn't like, and I say childhood. I mean high school years too. Like I, yeah. the my first experience with Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit is Weird Al smells like Nirvana mm-hmm. is here. Which is excellent, yeah. by the way. Which is the next year he does smells like Nirvana. I knew Nirvana existed. I, I'm not so oblivious that I I hadn't heard this song. Song or you know I just I had never mm-hmm. desired to listen to it I had never you know I was listening to Christian music quote unquote you know mm-hmm. so it was kind of one of those weird things like I just I missed like these cultural touchstones that that everybody else has and I actually I'm I'm not necessarily even upset about that it's just it was just yeah. my life that's how I grew up so I, it was just interesting as. As as a fan of rock music, though, just I can just still remember hearing those first few chords, and I can still remember that feeling. Like it's yeah. so, it's like it was yesterday hearing those first few chords and just being like, "This is this is different." Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just such a cultural milestone. It's kind of just become like, uh, it's just kind of become bigger than I don't know. It's just kind of become its own thing. I guess. Well, in a weird it's, way, and this this isn't this isn't a correct comparison, but it's kind of like rapper's delight, right? Where it's like, yeah. Uh, all of a sudden music has changed you know there's yeah, something no, different that's a, good, in the, that's a good example yeah there's something different in the air um somebody broke the rules okay <laughs> and change yeah. is okay like i mean like you know I, you know we don't still need to hear 1985 rock music in 2019 i get that but it has to happen but you know it, there's a little bit of sadness still sure you know. sure uh barrett said smells like teen spirit was his entry into alternative grunge world as it was for mm-hmm. many people around his age um yep. he's heard it so many times he forgot how much it fucking bangs <laughs> it does bang it is a great song it really is it's not their best song but it does definitely bang um it definitely that's the thing and and he, he said it was a welcome rest is it respite or respite respite it's, it was a welcome or maybe respite maybe it's, it's both it's I don't know. r-e-s-p-i-t-e r-e-s-p-e-i-t find out how to pronounce it with me okay uh, is it respite? Respite? I always say respite. Respite? <laughs> now I'm now. The more we say it, the more I have no idea. I don't know how to say this word. But respite. He, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Um, it was a welcome respite for my ears and so much <laughs> pop bullshit, which 
is always nice. It's just fun when something like jars your ears and makes you pay attention when it can break through the noise. Mm-hmm. And that this one definitely did. He didn't really talk about the sinning process of the video. Did you guys have a standout parts of the video that you well, wanted the, to touch on? The suicide prevention part. That's uh, the only is, thing I wanted to talk about. Is, yeah. is really appropriately mentioned several times. I love that we have a cause. I love that we take pause and from doing our silliness and just be like, hey, this is real. Um, so yeah, I think. Yeah, that's... but we spent he spent a good amount of time. I yeah. mean, it was probably like a full minute of the video completely mm-hmm. dedicated to not just doing like the normal. What I think I guess is probably more normal, which would be the you know if you're having a hard time and you would like to have help, here's the phone number, and then moving on. It was like a really descriptive moment where he kind of went deep, and I think that is what the audience really hit with and really enjoyed because the comments are just chock full. And when I tweeted about like thoughts, it was even brought up in the tweets from uh, mm-hmm. multiple people that who messaged and said that that was the standout part of that video. And there's always, when I still, re- I still remember when that happened because uh, Nirvana had not come to Nashville um, at that point, at least not. Well, I mean, they had an album before this, so I guess it's possible they had toured and been in Nashville for, I knew who they were, but they had not come to Nashville since they'd hit big and they had just announced a Nashville date. And literally like the week or the week after where we could have gotten tickets and me and my friends were really excited, uh, uh, that news broke. Um, I was at work. And yeah. uh, so I have an interesting connection to that, too, because I, I mean, I, I will never forget hearing that and just not understanding what had happened. Um, you know, because I mean, obviously, I wasn't alive. Like, you know, I mean, I mean, I wasn't like I did, you know, like stuff. I guess that was kind of like what Jim Morrison was to some people. Sure. Um, the You know, the Doors fans when that news broke. But, or or yeah. I think of Heath Ledger in a different yeah. you know, area. Yeah, you know, there yeah, those want to go later. Yeah, those people that. Although, although I should I should clarify because I don't think the Heath Ledger thing has ever officially been called a suicide. Yeah. I, you know, it's I think it's more considered an overdose. I, I shouldn't say that. I just mean I mean somebody who is at the top of their game in their field yeah. and we lose them. You know, there's there's a really weird feeling about that. So well, and they were. It, it's you know, it's really interesting to think about. I'm just really curious to to. I'm just really curious what kind of band they would have become because there was such an evolving just from um never mind to in utero yeah um if you listen to smells like teen spirit and then listen to heart-shaped box you know you can see there's such an there's such an evolution there and just their musical style uh their lyrical style just everything and it's just you know you just you had no idea where they were going from there um or maybe they would have just died off quick um, that's horrible that's i didn't say it that way but maybe they just would have not been um, as big later on like a lot of these bands are sure um, that could have happened as well but um i don't know it's just it just sucks that we never found out yeah yeah i agree uh i did like a lot of stuff in this video i like the libido mosquito sin um mm-hmm. i which is it's always funny to me when you break down the words of this song <laughs> like this song has such weird lyrics it really yeah. does uh it's the kind of lyrics where when you're listening to it for the first time you're like oh, did he just say mosquito? my libido mosquito yeah because it's hard to tell um i love the line even anachronistic videos uh or excuse me anarchistic videos can have some obvious male gaze um you know i mm-hmm. think uh being aware of the male gaze of the camera has been one of the most eye-opening things of kind of my modern life what are you talking about so when when men direct women uh-huh. or shoot women they look at women like men look at women there's a male gaze to it you know focus on certain parts of the body the way they Boobs, move hips um 
Um, yes, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, the biggest side example I use is Wonder Woman. You can see the difference between the way she's shot by a male director uh, versus when Patty Jenkins shoots her. Like, there's there's a there's a female gaze and a male gaze, and yeah, there's like in Justice League, there's like a there's like basically an upskirt upskirt shot. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so or Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad is another good recent example of male gaze. Right. Sure. It'll so, be interesting to see because a, a female direct the Birds of Prey movie, so that that will be interesting. Well, in in recently, uh, I I, I talked talked a lot about it with the movie Hustlers um, because there there is even though J-Lo is so sexy in that movie and yeah. she has this whole dance scene that's super sexy but um, but the way it's shot isn't male gazy it's fascinating to me well, because we talked about that in the mini pod yeah because it can be it can be sexual and sensual and beautiful and not it but shot from a woman's you know perspective uh, of that scene I don't I don't know it's just it's been fascinating fascinating for me to see that kind of um, and so I liked uh, the point out of it in this video uh and then the only other joke i mentioned was uh this woman looks like she's having an orgasm or a baby or maybe both (laughs) i wondered who wrote that so uh because apparently that's a thing i like uh, why is this janitor i just i love yeah i love us playing with that that questioning type of sin yeah um making fun of the dallas cowboys obviously never gets old for me (laughs) no no and uh, we got a game of thrones dig somehow in a yeah a song from 1991 (laughs) yeah yes we did uh all right let's move on to movie video sins or as we like to call it in the industry cinema sins uh so we'll start off with the grudge which is the first of two videos that danae wouldn't watch uh boom hey (laughs) this is uh atkinson Watkins script so chris and uh jonathan wrote Mm -hmm. on this one uh and i did watch the sins video i have not watched the movie nor do i have Mm -hmm. any interest to so jonathan this this one is all on you. Tell us about uh, the Grudge. This movie is okay. So this, so for those of us that remember this, or there's probably people out there that don't remember this, or just aren't old enough to remember this. Um, in the odd, the um, it's it's hard to explain how huge the Asian horror boom was. You're talking like with the, the Ring 2000s. and the Grudge and that kind of stuff. And the Ring, and 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 it and it got so big that there became a ton of American remakes. There was like 10, 15, I don't know how many how many remakes they did in that time period of these Asian horror films. I mean, there were even like there were DVD companies that were specific to only releasing Asian horror films. Like that's how that's how huge that that trend became. Right. Um, around that time period and the grudge was and after after the ring after the american remake of ringu which was which they just titled the ring uh in 2002 became such a big hit um it was just off to the races and i guess this was the next this was the next one because this was a couple years later um and i saw this when it came out um this is based on a this is a remake of a 2002 japanese film called juan the grudge um which was and still is one of the scariest movies i've ever seen but yeah no this is so that that movie just absolutely terrified me. And I watched this remake a couple years later and it's like, like the walking dead in the comic, like this follows the Japanese version, like beat for beat even has the same director and sucks all the ass. I don't, this movie sucks so hard. <laughs> I, I don't even know. Like, and this movie has fans. Like I, I see, cause I remember when, you know, there's a new, obviously the reason we did this was because there's a version of this out. Another one. Uh, just this past week. Is it, is it, and, they decided to do another one because this one was so bad. Just going to keep trying until they get no, better. Well, this was a hit. Oh, this one was a hit, but you don't like it. Okay. I, I just don't like it. Yeah. No, it was a hit. I mean, it was, it was a box office hit. There's like six or seven and they even made, um, there was a Japanese film that came out a couple years ago that was, uh, the, it was Kayo 
Kyoko. It was um, it was Samara versus Kyoko, which Samara is the ghost in the ring, and Kyoko is one of the ghosts in the Grudge. And they actually had a, like a Jason versus Freddy uh, ring versus Grudge movie, which is also terrible, by the way. I did um, I did see on Twitter that at one point in a, in a Japanese baseball game, uh, the the girl from the ring threw the first pitch to the girl from the Grudge. Um, yeah. So <laughs> they, that was actually that was a promotion for that movie oh, when it came out a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, this, I, and, but it's, it's like I said, it's really weird. It follows a lot of the same beats and stuff as the, as the original film. It's kind of like Gus Van Sant's Psycho and um, in that way. And it, but it just, I guess maybe just feels like a copy. And it also just has, I guess, those American touches that are not as creepy as the, as the, as the, as the Asian touches, I guess. I don't know, but it, it, it just doesn't work at all. And like, we, we point this out in the video where like, it feels like half this movie is people writing transportation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just nothing happens in this. Which is terrifying. It's crazy. Depending on the form of transportation, that could be terrifying. That's a good point. That's a fair point. That's true. That is very true. What movie first did the hand coming out of the back of my head while I'm washing my hair um, scare? Because that, that I don't remember it before this. So you, so this movie, because that to me seems like a striking visual. You know, something creepy and weird and gross that I had never seen before. Yeah. Um. So, anyways. But that happened recently, too. Like, that was in, like, I feel like that was in a movie from, like, the past. Like, there was some version of that. I can't remember. It was, like, maybe it was The Prodigy or maybe it was, like, the Annabelle movie. I, I don't remember. But I, I feel like that. I feel like that happened recently. Yeah, it um, could be. could be. Yeah. But, uh, no, but yeah, I don't know what else to say other than this movie is just dull and just not interesting. Well, then let's move into the uh, the sinning of it, which is not dull and uninteresting. I thought it was no, hilarious. We had a lot of fun with this. Um, I love the line, thought you'd like to see me before I eat you. Um, because that is such a horror trope where it's like, uh, boo, here I am. Now I'm going to kill you. It's like, what motive does the creepy ghost have, you know, to scare them, you know, before they eat them? Uh, so I thought that was really funny. But what fun would it be to watch a movie where people just get eaten by ghosts? What? You're saying the choices are for the audience, not the characters? That's right. That's That's my theory. (laughs) It's my theory. It's my working theory of how movies work. Uh, okay. Tell me about the doorbell ringing in this movie. How do you mess up doorbell ringing? Like these people go to the door, they ring the doorbell, and then like within a split second are ringing it again. Yeah, and it happens a couple times, right? Like at the same house. Like so, that's why we pointed out, like, what is up with doorbell? How how do movies need like a doorbell um, expert, you know, to to help them understand how real people ring doorbells? Yeah, no clue. Yeah, you wait at least you wait at least a good what I don't know uh, thirty seconds or so before you would ring it again. Uh, the other thing I, I enjoyed was putting together the David S. Pumpkins uh, outtake. Oh, that was great. Uh, because, I mean, when else are you going to have an elevator scene that so perfectly works uh, with, <laughs> with it? A, with a weird naked kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't think <laughs> that could... was a fun conversation, I too. I kept so going, much. Is he, is he naked? Do we need to? Do we need to? Do we Chris need thinks to, he uh, is, but I don't. I think he's got what tidy whities on. But it's, I don't but know. it's all blurry anyway, so it's not like you can see anything. I don't know, but it, it's, it's, it's bizarre trying to figure that out. Like, what is my job? I also like the way Jeremy delivered the line. So please continue to ask me dumb questions, but don't expect a blowjob later. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Man, I. Because it's just I one of those something. weird movie moments where the guy's like, are you okay? Like, why would she be okay? <laughs> are you all right? <laughs> what, what a dumb question. Yeah. That was so st- it was. Uh, Danae. Still, ha- I'm still not feeling bad about okay, watching good, it. Okay, good. Good. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, let's move on to It Chapter 2. Uh, this was an Atkinson share joint. Chris and Barrett writing on this. And this is an 
awful movie uh and the sins video being 24 minutes long or whatever it is plus a bonus video for our members uh is probably indication that there's there's a lot to talk about uh as far as what's wrong i don't know that i'm on the awful train i I like it i i I did not like it but there are things about it i like it's hard to be this it's hard to miss this much with that much energy and anticipation behind something like you would think in this cast like uh you're you're probably right in and of itself it's probably not an awful movie like you know in the bottom five ten percent of all movies or whatever but for what they should have been able to do with this based on the response to the first one based on the casting like there's a, such a disparity there uh, as well, to what the, the book, final product the way the book is set up is you go back and, and right I, I i just feel like that's the only way to tell this story because the adult part of this story is just not as interesting as the child part of the story yeah so when you have a movie that is almost 100% focused on the adults, it's hard to make that work. Right. And they proved that. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> well done. Uh, I there have... was a lot of, uh, this one had a lot of complaints in the comments, but I, I really feel like these were people that had read the book because Chris and Barrett bring up a lot of things. Right. And there were people in the comments going, well, you just didn't pay attention. Like, no, that's not true. Oh man. I was, this movie confused me so much. Yeah. I, I didn't understand anything that was going on. I didn't understand the whole uh, native, uh, you know, ceremonies, those kind of things, whether those were actually important or not. What mm-hmm. the, you know, if the if the creature just used that is what it sounds like, but then I don't know why. And then apparently you can just make fun of this creature and that's all you have to do to, to take it down. Because it's um, an alien, right? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Sure, whatever. When did we talk about it? Previously, cause I remember well, we've talking done about the TV it. series. We did the mini series on TV was. Sins. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. and Cinema Sins. We did it on both. Yeah, that's right. The crossover event. That's right. I remember now. Yeah, I didn't watch it then either. <laughs> but yeah, the um, I, it's and the book is better. But the thing, but even in the book, I I still never really get a grasp of what exactly Pennywise is capable of. Yeah, and um, even in this movie, Bill uh uh, uh Bill is a Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah, he does a very good job. I mean, I mean, and I, I, but in this movie at least, I I I don't know that it works. Um, because you just don't know enough about like what he's capable of doing. Like I don't well, I don't. And, know why I'm supposed to be scared of them. And also, you don't even know in this movie what's real and what's not. And exactly. I, I'm I'm glad that the Sins video talked about that because that was my yeah. main thing. I'm just like, is this an act? Is is Pennywise actually here right now, mm-hmm. or is Pennywise making them think this thing right now? Because that matters. That matters to the danger of the situation. Yeah. It matters to the tenseness I'm supposed yeah. to be feeling. It matters to the characters and how they're figuring this out. Like that's it's just such crucial information that the movie has no interest in conveying. Yeah, and as someone who really enjoyed Chapter One, I, I think they do a much better job in that one of of getting that across Mm -hmm. yeah um and then yeah and then in this one it's like they forgot everything they did and yeah it's 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 very confusing like if if you i I don't if you haven't read the book i'm really i would imagine i'd be like you yeah um and and i haven't read the book and i am like me yeah uh and you shouldn't have to (laughs) that's true i mean that's one thing i don't think i I wonder if movie go movie you know filmmakers understand sometimes like i shouldn't have to have read the book to enjoy this yeah that should just be a bonus yeah exactly Today, what were you going to say? I'm just reading up on Pennywise. I'm very curious about it. Oh, don't. Um, don't even try. His origins are nebulous. Uh-huh. He took the form of a clown from another universe who landed in the town that would become Derry by way of an asteroid. 
That sounds like a really cool Dungeons and Dragons intro. <laughs> he's just Eldritch Blast. Oh, he would Come be on, a great Dungeon Dragons character. Um, right? no, he's just he's just a monster. So he sh- he's a shapeshifter. Yes. Okay. But when is he shapeshifting, and when is he telepathically creating delusions? Like those, both those things are in his bag of tricks. So, and, and when he, he shapeshifts, I don't understand. Like the physical interactions of his shapeshifting don't make sense. I just nothing about. Like he kind of he kind of becomes um, he kind of becomes Mysterio. Yeah, there's a lot. No, there's a lot of similarity in this the stupidness and confusion of the drones in Pennywise. Like that's a very great comparison because they they both don't really make any sense and they're both used just as a get out of jail you know get out of plot free card. Um. So so yeah. But I think that's what I like most about the video is like you were talking about. I love how they just really dig into um, how it doesn't make sense, like how the character of Pennywise is able to, you know, do all these things, how they're actually being affected by what he's doing. Right. I mean, it, they it's it's a I mean, it, it was a monster of it. I mean, I think Endgame was bigger than this, but I mean, it was still kind of like in that they had to take on like all this mythology and stuff, and, you know, morph it into this video. And I they did an excellent job with it. Right. Yep, I agree. He has two weaknesses, and uh, and, he, and those who can see him need to know what it is to overcome this terrifying, but they don't tell me what those two weaknesses are, so that's very frustrating. <laughs> Do you know what the two weaknesses are? Uh, I, that doesn't sound like anything. No. I, I don't remember. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I you know, it, it kind of, it's one of those things that a lot a lot of writers did this trick before where with a lot of nightmare stuff, like they did this with Freddy Krueger and a lot of the nightmare on Elm Street sequels where you just have to like not be scared, you know, not believe. Um, that's why a lot of these creatures, mythologies are able to attack children and not adults because adults can't see him. Because, right, because they don't believe he's there. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's I mean, so that's, creepy. I mean, that's the only thing I can <gasps> think of. But, but that is so, that is not that is not presented well and i don't like that i don't like that at all i will tell you that according to this pennywise he might not like you at all well (laughs) i'll just perform the ritual of shud 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 Shud, yeah yeah and then it'll kill him yeah for reasons whatever talk about sending the video what did you guys think because i wrote the whole script you know and uh-huh. I'm, just, I'm really excited to hear what you thought yeah. about what no i've said my piece <laughs> I, I no i feel like i mean i feel like you know it, it's it's we've we've worked on so many of these and we're so involved in these it's it's hard to sometimes say but i mean as someone that didn't work on this one i mean this is probably one of my favorites that i've i've watched because i i really felt like this was one that uh caught all the irritations and questions yeah. I had when I was watching. The- yeah. And this uh, video was trending. So that was cool. Yeah. That was kind of fun to see. People, I, I, people, I, people like it, man. People that this is, I mean, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting because we don't have a lot of the more, you know, it felt like in the 80s, every couple of years, we'd get a new movie monster that would, you know, hit the mainstream. But you don't get that that much anymore. And Pennywise has definitely become like a phenomenon. Uh, I'm, I don't want to steal one of your guys' comments. Do either of you have a comment from Emma Musgrave? No. Uh, it's the top comment on, I've got it sorted by like most commented or whatever. It has um, it's a three point six wait wait three thousand six hundred likes she said they killed pennywise by roasting him and lowering his self-esteem imagine him in a public school yeah that was really funny that's hilarious i agree with you this uh i really enjoyed the video because it spoke all the things that uh that i had experienced it was good well done well Well done. done
Maybe we're done with the it forever now. <laughs> it chapter three. I, you know, I, I, I'm really curious about that because obviously the, there's no sequel to the book, um, but this still did really well. And you could, I mean, you know, you could see how they could make another movie. So I, I, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they made another one. Well, um, if there's dollars to be made, yeah. Hollywood will find a way. I mean, it, it didn't do as well as the first one, but it still made an insane amount of money. So. Well, that'll do it. That'll yeah. do it. Money is... Uh, Money is money a, makes the world go round. A big factor. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my. Uh, every time I try to talk. Wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're. Okay, we're going to try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. So uh, let's move on to keeping tabs, shall we? The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're going to take a look at uh, some stories from putting the, the week's content together. Uh, it could be a Google search, some strange research, deleted sin. Uh, I've already hinted that I'm going to go back to my ways of talking about uh, <laughs> yes. sexual euphemisms. So if anybody has missed that part of me, uh, welcome back to Pervy Aaron. Um, Is this more about how you're all about the tongue? That, <laughs> you no one will understand that. No, no, that's, that's nowhere in the episode. But thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. <laughs> For, for throwing that in there. Um, Danae, why don't you go first? Or do you want do you want Pervy Aaron just to come out right away and, and we'll just start there? What do you um, think? Jonathan doesn't have anything this week. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. No I, worries. I messed up this week. Well, I didn't write this week. Oh. But while you guys have been talking, I've been researching. I researched about Pennywise. Right, we, we talked, talked about that. About. Yeah, yeah. And he also went on this really sad little dive about Kurt Cobain Aww. and theories about his death and everything. Mm-hmm. So I've mm-hmm. just been over here in true crime realm. Well, that's the thing about any time a celebrity dies, uh, especially young, um, it doesn't matter who it is. You, the conspiracy theories will start. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Always. Elvis is still alive. You know, Marilyn's still alive. Mm-hmm. Amelia Earhart, by the way, also oh. still alive on an island somewhere. And thank God. I really am excited to well, meet her someday. Well, I mean, if you watch Star Trek Voyager, you know that Amelia Earhart is on another planet. That's oh, right. that's right. I'd um, forgotten about is, that. She is mm-hmm. one of the 33s. So we, it's good to know. You know good to know. Thank you, Star Trek. 
But the one that I was most excited about is while you guys were talking about zombies, and I was thinking about the prosthetics. Mm-hmm. And I like what, uh, even though I don't like scary stuff, I like watching Face Off mm. on the Sci Fi Channel. Yeah, that's a fun show. I watch it, it every now and then. Yeah, I kind of like, even though you're seeing like scary makeups, sometimes you're actually like kind of watching them make them. Uh, I it, I do get to a point where I, even though I watched it happen, I just kind of have to kind of like turn my eyes and be like, okay, I just don't mm-hmm. want to. I don't want to carry that one in my mental my right. mental brain for too long. Yeah. But I was curious because of that whole world, and I learned a little bit about just like the the process behind that show and that one of the big draws to it is how realistic a lot of the gory kind of stuff is and the anatomy specifically. And that there's people behind it who like went to like medical school. And if you were to go up to any of like the the zombie creatures and like peel back some skin, you would actually see layers and stuff because they, they build it to be as real as possible. And um, so there's, there's some cool articles. If you're like into that type of thing where you want to know the behind the scenes of making The Walking Dead, I was, I discovered like three or four articles that were really interesting, like about particular scenes that sort of stand out and how they made them uh this one is from really early on in the series so it's definitely not accurate now but i was really trying to figure out how many prosthetics they use i didn't find that um but they did say that uh, uh i'm gonna m- mispronounce his name nicotero nicotero yeah um, nicotero who i've actually met and is a very nice guy go ahead Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, he estimated that they did, they did uh, at least 6,000 makeups during C3. So that was wow. obviously old because that's Lots from season three. Lots of zombie makeup. But then if you think about like how many seasons there are, that's just a lot of prosthetics, a lot of makeup. And that kind of stuff, I, I do get really impressed by. So that was my keeping tabs this week. Nice. No, yeah, I mean, and to be, like I said, we were talking about that, how they, you know, they go, go into detail about the, the decaying skin and stuff. I mean, yeah. the, look of, the look of that show is amazing. Yeah, and... Um, and from a There's, technical standpoint, that show is great. Yeah, and you were talking about how the rotted stuff continues, and so mm-hmm. they do a lot of sculpting and mm-hmm. you know just all that. Which, because I watch Face Off, I find really fascinating. Um, yeah, so, I could never do that just because I just that's just not where my artistic brain goes. But God, that's so impressive. People, it that can really just, is. But oh, it's amazing. I, I think we all really just want to know what sexy things you looked up, Aaron. So. <laughs> they're not all that sexy. Uh, they're just about sex. Uh, Michael Scott has a uh, line in the office where he says unspeakable act and it just triggered something in me of like of course it's speakable you can say what the duck in the mouse are doing um and there's probably many many ways to say it in fact as we know so i looked up euphemisms for uh sexual intercourse and boy was i not disappointed Uh, i found an article called 400 euphemisms for sexual intercourse 400 and it is a list of 400 different things different ways to say uh uh, you know, having sex. What I'd like uh, to think about. Like, what I'd like to think about right now is that the audience just check their phone to see how long this podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what I want to do. I want you to pick a number between one and four hundred. Oh, good. And we will randomize this a couple times. In three seventy-two. We'll, we'll we'll do it as long as it's entertaining. Uh, three seventy-two uh, is. I got to go all the way down here. Um, Thrumming, thrumming is three seventy-two. Well, I, I I picked a, a lame one to start <laughs> off with. Let's, see. Let's do forty-one. Your favorite number? Oh, my favorite number forty-one is bringing an al dente noodle to the spaghetti house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, These are all for sexual intercourse, right? Uh, <laughs> is that right? Yes. yes okay. <laughs> no, I didn't know if they were for cinnamon. I, I just want to say if that. my husband ever used that line. Hey, baby. 
How about I bring my al dente noodle to the spaghetti house tonight? I'd slap him. I wouldn't. All right, pick another one, oh, Jonathan. Oh, God. Uh, 13. 13. These are in alphabetical order, by the way. So you'll you oh, kind of you know. Uh, baking the potato. Baking the potato. Hey, honey, want to bake the That's potato tonight? Sexy. I'd be like, yeah, I love potatoes. <laughs> sure. Uh, let's I go. Just, I'm just, you know, what, what happened to just, hey, you want to fool around? I don't, you know. 400, because I want to see oh, the Z. The last, I want to know the Z. The Z. All yeah. right. 400. Zooming in the zoo zoo. <laughs> zigzagging. Zigzagging. Yeah. That is, that's not let's exciting at all. Tonight. Uh,. You want you want to pick more numbers, or you want me to just uh, throw some more at you? What are um, some of your faves? Yeah, well, do it's a such a through. it's such a long list, but oh, like you didn't. What's make the a link? Top what's 10? the link? Four hundred. Yeah, ways just search for four hundred euphemisms to... for sexual intercourse. Oh, euphemism, you have a right. top ten lightsaber battles. <laughs> yeah, this so, should be your list. I'm gonna guess uh, things like um, Bam Bam and the Ham Ham. That's uh, better. That's better. That's not like a band. <laughs> things things like sorry, I'm sorry. Some of them are. Uh, a little more explicit than others like cattle prodding the oyster ditch with the lap rockets are you reading these now too cattle prodding the oyster ditch with the lap rockets mm-hmm. is there like just normal ones in there too like yeah yeah like being getting like, it on yeah it, like I number mean, like number 25 is being intimate you know so yeah there's normal ones but in number there. 61 would you, is would you like to be intimate clean, that'd be creepy cleaning the cobwebs with the womb broom <laughs> Yeah, you know, we've all been there. Like, hey, honey. It's been a long time since we've had sex. You mind if I clean the cobwebs with, with my, my womb broom? I mean, I think you would be appreciative. Your husband's taking initiative. Uh, and, that's clever. Uh, you know, cleaning up some stuff. Yeah. This, anyhow, so if you want it, if you want a good time, uh, I'm sure just, you'll... I'm always scared to Google stuff like that because I just... Oh, 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 my God. Speaking of which, this might work in this scenario. Um, on, on New Year's Eve, um, I was involved in... What is that? Oh, I was... Uh, Cards Against Humanity. Have you, you guys oh, played yeah, that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was actually a cloacia was or cloaca was on a card oh yeah and my wife had it and she's like i don't even know what the word is and then i immediately was like oh that's cloaca that's like a uh, male frog parts and then of course like 10 people just look at me like <laughs> how, how do, do you, you know, know that, that? <laughs> and then i had to explain we have a wonderful <laughs> but, weird I mean, job i didn't even think about the consequences say i was just like i was like oh yeah that's you know male frog parts you know mm-hmm yeah. Who doesn't know that? Yeah, it's just common knowledge. Right, it's common knowledge that and, instead uh, of for saying cast lists that listen to us, they will they will probably know all about that. Yeah, yeah, it's common it's common knowledge that instead of saying have sex, you say fidgeting the midget in Bridget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or this parking the beef bus in Tuna Town. <laughs> Tuna Town. <laughs> These are awful. Is that what you said? Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm never going to forget Tuna Towns in my life. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm going crab fishing in the Dead Sea. <laughs> I see some of these sound like insults. I think they are. I think yeah, they're I, some I, are disgusting, some are, you know. Yeah, they're not all great. <laughs> I don't oh, know. No. Dead sea. This one's showing up in a sins video at some point. Okay. I'm working this in. This is my favorite. Instead of saying have sex, gland to gland combat. That's Ooh. it. That is amazing. And we're done. Thanks for listening <laughs> to the show. I could read this all day. Don't do it. Let's move on. Moistening the Pope. Stop it. <laughs> 
Ooh, that's fitting for like, isn't there a new Pope show on HBO? Yeah, of course. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'll, I'll stop reading them. Um, anyhow, be, be aware. You will be seeing some of these uh, pop up in future scripts for sure. Yeah. If there's one that has pool, you can say two ball in the middle pocket. That's right. See, there's some good ones on here, but mostly not. Let's move on to the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to pick a comment or two to respond from the week's videos. Uh, We'll also do some general feedback in here as well. Uh, Jonathan, since you didn't have keeping tabs, why don't you kick us off uh, for the comment section? What'd you find? This was the grudge. I just thought this was kind of cool. Somebody just decided to uh, tell us a story. Um, And I thought this was interesting. It was a 610 Hobbies um, said, okay, so kind of funny story. I went to watch this when it came out. This is about the grudge. Mm-hmm. Uh, my girlfriend back then couldn't go with me and neither could any of my friends so I said screw it and I went by myself which I highly recommend going to see movies by yourself it's fun I got into the theater and sat trailer started showing up and I noticed no one else in the theater just me the movie started still no one I decided to switch seats all the way to the back but it didn't help I was scared shitless and the scariest thing was in the scene just before the bed part that the girls get a call from her fake brother uh, my phone rang just at that same moment and I yelled so bad also it was an unknown number laugh out loud but it turned out to be a friend who saw me earlier walking to theater anyway thanks for reading this hope it was a bit funny for <laughs> i had a similar story where i went and saw him in in the mid 90s i think it was 94 it's called brain scan it was horror it was like edward furlong's follow-up to terminator 2 and this guy i was in the theater by myself and it was like this old like kind of older dirty theater in nashville that doesn't exist anymore uh, so it wasn't a great place initially but this is just where the movie was showing and um, i'm in there by myself and uh like halfway through this guy just walks in with a dog oh. and um which thinking back he was probably blind um but who knows but uh walked up to my row um stared at me for about i don't know 10 seconds and then just turned around and left wow that's uh, fun to see when you're alone in a scary movie yeah i, I still can't figure Ooh. out why i did it after that but um oh. i i did not it's not as good yeah. as aaron walking into a full theater what um and everybody turning and looking at him being creepy only male what movie was that for again well there's been a couple experiences as a movie critic that uh that that feel that way i have watched horror movies alone oh which is fine with me and they don't i again i don't I don't know. I don't find that stuff don't care. necessarily scary. But um, but yeah, walking into uh, Magic Mike. That's the one. With a, with a theater full of But there was rowdy... a kid one. There was a kid one, too. Yeah, that was the Bieber movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that was So it. I walk in, middle-aged man, to the Justin Bieber movie alone. Alone. And to a theater full of Packed. teenage girls, you know, and moms who are giving me the stink eye the entire movie. Like, what Like, I'm are there you to prowl here? on their daughters. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and that was And you came in late because you don't watch the previews right so right. you kind of linger in the hallway like a creepo yeah, and yeah. I, you know i used to think that with animated films i don't think that's as big of a deal anymore though because so many adults like animated films now i think that's kind of become more accepted yeah but a justin bieber documentary is, no that uh, that would still be i think a, it is a little i like i've never more so wanted a badge that says movie critic on it right you know yeah, like yeah official like 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 bouncer or like because, something by the way i from movie i, I kind of look creepy too like i'm you know i i you know i you know you, and that's that's where or you need like a niece or something yeah that you could have taken with you or i don't know how old your sons were at the time but in in hindsight the trench coat was a bad idea 
I know that now. <laughs> also, but, not wearing any clothes underneath yeah, it. Yeah, that was a little I thought, weird. I thought Danae said um, at first the time Aaron walked into a porn theater. <laughs> I don't know that story, Aaron. <laughs> no, I thought that's what you said initially. That's why I was. That's why I was confused. And then Maybe I realized you did were talking I say about that. The, no. I, I've heard the oh, Justin okay. Bieber story. I think on Sif Pop. Yeah, yeah, that was an experience. I'll go next. I mentioned I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, the bat puns in the Walking Dead video mm-hmm. uh, because the way that our comments. Uh, play along with that stuff is so fun to me uh the flock uh said i feel like you're trying to reference something with glenn but i can't quite figure it out anyone else want to take a swing at it uh (laughs) something like that and then the comments to that comment the replies to that comment uh the uh let's see i'm I'm not going to read the names i'm just going to give you the comments that followed it uh these jokes should be hidden in a dumpster which is another reference uh then Mm -hmm. someone then someone else said i'm stumped as to what it could be uh next batter up and then somebody said definite home run for me and then someone (laughs) said you are striking out with all of these jokes and then the final person said beats me uh, so I just, the way our fans play uh-huh. with the puns is one of my favorite things. Um, because I didn't watch it, I thought all the comments about bats were about the creature. Oh, interesting. And I was like, man, they must have a lot of bats in The Walking Dead. <laughs> no. Yeah, one of the, that's a, that's one a of the real beloved... common zombie trope is uh, bat. Yeah, one of the, the beloved characters gets beat to death with a bat yeah. uh, oh. later on in the oh, series. My. So, oh. yeah. God, I forgot about that dumpster scene. I, I, I don't know why I kept watching the show after that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was exactly. That was like, that's another thing this show does is it's it's really bad about giving you the cliffhanger and then and then in the next episode retconning it oh yeah which that's is annoying. really irritating yeah that's yeah. kind of frustrating yeah in my in my bad trash tv that i watch they just kill people off so they don't really retcon they don't come back to life it's just like right oh yeah. you don't want you wanted your contract we'll kill your character exactly so what's your comment today um i picked a couple this one was from also the walking dead from charles bronson who said the other various sins are cars having good gas in them and batteries after so long no one sets up zombie distractions i was so excited to hear you say that aaron because i was like look it's just commonly thought stuff well it's Um, true no one sets up uh zombie distractions to lead them away or uses long pikes first to end them at a long distance and saving ammo until they really need it yeah so i like i like i never but i seriously aaron i never thought about the just the government you know ending it like in a week yeah until you actually made that comment. I'm like, yeah, no, that's true. This would not be hard to figure out how to take care of these creatures. And then once we know we all turn into them, we have different things in place for, you know, when we die. So uh, let's move on to the question for the week. Wait, you said if you have some comments. Oh, fine. And that was plural. Sure. Well, I just wanted to go to Twitter first. Okay, yeah, go for it. Because we got some feedback um, after last week's episode where you were explaining Doctor Who to People me. People love the explaining of Doctor Who. So that was really fun. Uh, so uh, J-Dub on Twitter explained the stretched out skin thing. Said yeah. Her life was extended through. Okay, just listen to this. Listen to this tweet. This is so weird. I've her, watched the show. Her life was extended through a series of 708 plastic surgery operations until she was nothing but a piece of skin stretched onto a frame with eyes and a mouth connected to a brain in a jar below. The skin had to be constantly moisturized to keep it from drying out. Yep. That is so messed up. It is a commentary, right, on plastic surgery and the idea of beauty and the lengths we go to to look what we think is culturally beautiful. True. And yeah. Huh. Okay. Moisturize me. Oh. 
Is that's kind of is that on your list? My list. <laughs> moisturize me. Euphemism. Is that a euphemism me. for saying moisturize <laughs> me? No. Oh my god. Anyway, thank you for uh, all the love on Twitter. About... Yeah, that was. Uh, we had some fun on Twitter last night. By the way, that was fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, Old J Dub so... getting in there, and is it mm-hmm. Austin? Love you guys. That's fun stuff. Glad you enjoyed it. That was kind of my reaction to Nate when I watched. Yeah. I mean, of all things, why not like one of those multi-tools? It is a multi-tool. But it says screwdriver. Yeah. So yeah. I just envisioned that it was one piece. You'd rather like it be called, you'd rather it be called like a, a, a Swiss Army, a sonic Swiss Army knife? Mm, or something clever that I don't have time to think of in this moment. <laughs> Let's see. Um, but yeah. I mean, sonic screwdriver is fine. It's what it is. It, it is. Just, it was shocking. I didn't expect it. That's all. There you go. Uh, this question comes to us from Toby. Uh, who says, hi, Danae and others. Only joking. Hi, Toby. <laughs> Thanks for not joking. Is this Toby from uh, This Is Us? <laughs> yes, yeah. So the podcast yeah. only works because of all your personalities bouncing off of each other. You can't have all Danae. Um, that would be, I'm going to eat a tot right now. That would be a scary podcast. Uh, all three Danae's. Uh Says, I have so many questions I would love to ask, but the one I'm currently thinking of is how much work went into the creation of BTS podcast. Was it a suck it and see if it works? Never heard that phrase before. Uh, how did you come up with the sections? Were you confident with the length pod? Was there discussions over each person's roles on the pod? This is a lot of questions, but I'm really interested in the background of the podcasting and I wanted to do my own. So why not learn from the best? Thanks again to you all, Toby. Well, thank you, Toby. I, I, we appreciate that. I don't that. know what we can teach you. <laughs> right? I do. I love helping people launch podcasts. It's yeah. one of the things I do on the side. So talk to Danae. Okay, moving on. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. That whole, seg- that whole question is all about me. Uh, I don't, you know, the BTS thing was, I, I think, something I pitched uh, to the guys mm-hmm. just as a way to kind of have a secondary podcast where the other Cinema Sins employee, the B team, as we, you know, come to known. As we've belovedly coined call ourselves the b team and uh, the pun worked really well in my brain the idea of behind the scenes behind the sins and i just thought it would be a fun way you know people want to talk about the videos obviously when people make comments whether they're good or bad or whatever it's because they desire that interaction right like Mm -hmm. they want to know what's behind it why why this one why not this one you know why did this one work why didn't this one work how's the process look like i know with the things i love that i I love knowing behind the scenes i was a huge you know back in the day uh extras guy that would listen to all the commentaries on dvds and mm-hmm. you know just kind of dig into the worlds that i that i enjoyed so i thought maybe we could do that with you know the sins universe and so mm-hmm. uh pitched it as a podcast for us and they were like hey yeah give it a shot and people seemed to enjoy it and it really was kind of that simple for this one it was yeah. just kind of a pitch and go it was um i remember when you were talking to me about it we didn't even like advertise really it was just sort of like a okay we're gonna start this thing off and then um i don't know if you mentioned it obviously on patreon mm-hmm. so and then we're we're because we've got quite a nice little following now and we just started to advertise on the main channel so the um i think it's been tweeted about and yeah sure but not like we we didn't do like a big like push or anything yeah for... someone recently created this awesome promo I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. Some amazing guy yeah, yeah. on the B team who is not in this room with Aaron and I. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember when you were talking to me about it, I was super new to the team. In fact, I hadn't even, like I was working like casual part-time. Right. And you're like, hey, we're going to try this podcast out. And 
And um, you guys already know Aaron and I have done radio together and podcasting together and we have a studio. And so we kind of know how to play off of each other pretty well. And uh, but I was concerned because I was like, dude, why would you want to put me on the show? If I I don't even know if I work with CinemaSins for very long. I don't even know how long they're going to keep me around if this is going to work out. So that was kind of the hardest part for me was like jumping in and, and having fun and talking about it. But then through that process, that's how I've really had a lot more confidence to do this job because I've had such uh, positive conversations. Um, talking about the behind the scenes stuff has given me a better understanding of what's going on. And I think, Aaron, that was one of the other reasons we really wanted to do this at this time with coming on the team. It was just like a good timing kind of a thing where it's like you knew that there was an audience dis- question and curiosity. And then there's me, the new person who can kind of like play around in this new world. And so it's just been really fun to sort of launch with. The segments, um, I mean, Aaron's brain is built for this stuff. I always bring projects to him and I'm like, hey, I'll come up with like a fun segment or a wordplay or something because his brain just does that. And so, um, but I would like to hear like the keeping tabs we knew we were going to do, although I don't know that we knew what we were going to call it. Maybe you did instant, but we knew we wanted to do something with what we have to research. Right. Because that always seemed like a fun idea. Yeah. Because as I was learning this job and doing scripts, I would come to Aaron and be like, oh my gosh, I had to look up this really horrible thing. And he's like, how funny would it be if we, so we knew we wanted to do that. Yeah. Um, Feedback's always a good thing. I just kind of thought of the things that as a fan, I would want to, you know, participate in. And that's kind of where I start. And then I try to give them names that, you know. Um, Sound clever. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you guys had already come up with a lot of this because I, I didn't know anything about it. I got an email from Aaron and I think Danae was on the email, which Danae, who I'd never met really or talked to um, at that point. I mean, I think you were randomly in the studio one day when we had a call uh, and we got introduced to you. But this was this was well before you were even doing anything with us. I think you guys were wrapping up something else. Um, so we had not gotten to know each other yet. And I got an email from Aaron just saying, hey, we're going to be doing this behind the scenes thing. Uh, do you want to be a part of it? And I was like, hell yeah. And I think the I think the only thing I suggested was the the beyond this. I don't think I even came up with the title, but I think the beyond the sense. I just said, hey, I really like that hidden treasure, the buried treasure thing on Sif Pop. We should do something like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's fun. It's it, it adds. A, it l- allows us to add a little bit of our own personality to the end of the podcast and be like, hey, yeah. here's something I enjoy, you know. Um, so, so yeah, no, it, it all seemed to make sense and it seemed to to play together and uh, yeah. Um, so that's how this one was started. I guess just to super quickly and hopefully succinctly encourage you or anyone else who's think podcasting, there are so many free resources online. There's PDFs mm-hmm. you can download that give you like a suggested, uh, inexpensive way to get started on podcasting. You really don't need to have a lot of expensive equipment. Aaron and I have a professional studio because we were in radio for many years and we really have to have really high quality stuff to sort of like compete with the big dogs and radio so we sort of had this at our um at our house but like i just am starting to put my own personal studio at my house and i went to best buy and got a a yeti mic with like an arm and it was just about two hundred dollars for that little setup which is still kind of expensive if you're not sure you're going to podcast. So what I would recommend doing is to go through the process of challenging yourself to do audio just for you and see if you can 
consistently record for maybe a month or two and then uh, experience what it's like to edit, experience what it's like to share that audio with some friends and get feedback before you actually launch your podcast. Because once you start, the most important thing is consistency. Mm-hmm. And for sure, you, you can play around with the format. If your audience is there for you, they're going to stick around. Um, but, and, you know, you can do a season and do something different, you know, after a few months, but you have to be ready to consistently release. And so what you really are doing as you're podcasting is called project managing. And it is a lot, especially for a creative with a lot of ideas. So I'm actually getting ready to launch my own podcast. I've been podcasting for years. I've been doing this kind of stuff for years years and I'm only going to be releasing really short episodes because it's literally all I can manage on my own. But I know once I get started, I've got to have maybe some episodes banked. So if I get sick or have to leave town, I'm still able to release. And also I would recommend just doing a little bit at a time. Don't like launch a Patreon and have to have, you know, a newsletter and a Twitter and your own website and blogging. Like you don't have to do all those things. The most important thing is to release something every single week or twice a month, whatever your plan is. And that can be really hard to do unless you experience it. So that's why I always recommend just do it for you at first and don't even necessarily tell anyone what you're doing. Mm. Listen back and hear it and edit it, figure out how to add the music, and then you'll have a better idea of what it's going to take to do your podcast. Here's what I would say. Uh, Don't do a podcast if you're doing it because you want a big audience. Nope. Do a podcast because you've got something inside you that you have to get out because that's the only way you're going to be committed to it. The only way you're going to be uh, interested in in doing it is if you've got something inside of you that you're like, "Uh, I just, I I want to talk about this. I want, Mm -hmm. you know, because that passion is what is attractive to people to listen to. Plus it means when nobody's listening to your podcast, because that is 99% of the podcasts that are out there are very small audiences. Um, Um, You still want to do it because you're doing it for you. When I started to become a movie critic and write movie reviews, that it was because I had to, because I wanted to. Nobody was really reading them except my friends and family, but it was just part of me that I wanted to get out. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good thing. The average, the average download for podcasts uh, all across the board is less than 150 per episode, and so. People who have like 20 people, they think that's like super small, but actually that's a really good start. It's pretty normal. It's really, really normal. So yeah, the numbers are really hard. Like you're going to look at those downloads and be like, I'm doing something wrong. Well, and those 20 people will tell 20 other people and or could. Yeah, they can, especially that's how That's how you would, I mean, you got to have somebody there to to grow from. Mm -hmm. And we should also use this to mention, see, Danae's creating her own podcast. She's leaving us. Uh, This is her, (laughs) this is her last episode. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Super fun. Um, I'm, 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 I know people are going to freak out after I said that. I, I'm kidding. I hope <laughs> they're I'm not going to freak out. Uh. Uh, and as for, um, was there discussion over each person's roles on the podcast other than me hosting? Not really. Other than the fact that you know I'm kind of driving the ship because that's another thing you really do need if you're doing a multi-person podcast. Mm-hmm. One person kind of does have to kind of corral the the order of things. But but yeah, other than that, no, we just kind of came as we are. This is who we are. That is something else. Um, super fast to mention if you are going to do a podcast where you're the host and you have a co-host have that conversation at the very 
very beginning that it's your show and that they're co-hosting and that you own the show. If they want to co-own the show, you need to have a contract. I know it sounds really weird. And it's obviously very different than what we're doing where it's you know, as a company. It, this and, is a company podcast. Right, yeah. But if you're doing an individual show, um, like I, I did one with my really best friend and I had that super awkward moment where I was like, okay, so if you stop and I want to keep going, I'm going to keep going without you. And she let me know that was uncomfortable for her. So we had to have that conversation. Um, so it's just important to know who owns the content and who's in charge. That way you don't get like blocked out later on. So anyway, yeah. we can talk about this forever. Uh, yeah. We're, I'm really passionate about podcasting and shows and so is Aaron. So thanks for the yeah, no, question. Guys, that was a really fun question. Advice. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we've seen recently. Um, I can start. Yeah, Danae, kick us off. Okay, so I'm going to do a YouTube channel. My daughter is really into drawing, and I like to draw and doodle as well. And so if she asks me to draw like a house or a tree, it's, I mean, that's really pretty easy. Or a flower. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I can just pretty much do that. Um, recently, she asked me to start drawing monster faces because I think she saw uh, Monsters University. And so mm-hmm. she's kind of got oh. some, or Monsters Inc. or something. And so yeah. she's got the monster. And then she's also seen fr- Frozen and there's like the ice, ice monster. monster. And so she's been kind of drawing those things. And I'm, so I'm drawing silly monster faces. And, and then she'll say like, put them in the bathtub. And so then I'll draw a bathtub. And they're just real simple stick figures. But there's this YouTube. Put them in the bathtub. Yeah, it's that's cute. Great. Yeah, Is that put on the euphemism list oh god oh no draw a silly monster in my bathtub um this is a uh this channel has 2.3 million subscribers it's called art for kids hub art for kids hub and it is a guy and i think his family and over the years and he's uh he draws on like the right or left side and then his his guest no matter the age draws on the other side of the screen and he just guides you through drawing all kinds of things and breaks it down into it's like smaller parts where you learn how to actually like kind of draw something so like for example um the one that uh, iris and i looked at is how to draw littlest pet shop golden retriever so that's a dog, you know, and um, there's dragons and like super complicated ones. There's pizza and uh, Goombas. There's just, I mean, there's tons of content there. But what I love about it is I can just pull up this channel and then Iris and I are sitting side by side and we're drawing. She's only two and a half. So I try to find super simple stuff, but it's fun for me to learn as well, especially since she's so interested in art. So like this year we got her at Easel for Christmas and she's all over that thing. She nice. loves, she's drawing on the chalkboard. She's drawing on the whiteboard. She's painting. And, and then we draw together all the time. So I thought if you enjoy art you want to draw and you want to start simple it's a really great channel it's really easy to follow again art kids hub art for kids hub on even if you don't have kids it's a fun one i like what about you jonathan um so i started watching um the i think this dropped on january 1st actually on netflix a show called messiah Oh, yeah. Tell me about this. I've been curious. I'm really curious about what the two of you will think of this uh, since it's, uh, I mean, I, I guess it's somewhat, I mean, it's very much religious based. But um, but anyway, so the central conceit of it is that a man shows up in the Middle East uh, seemingly out of just nowhere um, and um, kind of develops a following uh, from, uh, uh, he gives like a, I'm trying to think of how to describe this. He gives like a, a, a speech in a, a troubled area uh, during Does a... Does he give like a uh, a sermon on like a mountain? Yeah, like, and it, like this, <laughs> this sandstorm comes in and um, and after all of this, he's kind of, he's got like, he's got these followers and they start traveling and then eventually like he ends up um, uh, performing a couple of uh, uh, miracles. And of course, in, in, in modern day, that gets 
like on YouTube or whatever, and it you know it, it becomes pretty widespread. So this catches the uh, the CIA's because they think this might be a potential uh, a terrorist threat. So Michelle Monahan comes into the story playing a CIA agent, and um, she's investigating uh, potential here. And then he eventually ends up after the first couple episodes, he ends up in the states. And I guess I'll stop talking about it there because there is a lot of uh, twists and turns. I've only seen the first five episodes, so uh, I unfortunately don't know where this is going. So this could end up being something not that interesting, but um, I'm really liking it so far. Interesting. Um, I'm, 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 it's, it's, it's very much like, it feels almost kind of, maybe just because the CIA is involved in stuff, but it, it kind of almost has like a 24 feel to it um, where, it, you know, like pretty much every episode ends like on a cliffhanger and, and then which immediately goes into the next episode. And you're just, you're just basically learning about trying to figure out what, you know, is this guy for real? Um, you know, or is this all some sort of con or is it a potential terrorist threat? You know, you don't really know. Um, so that's kind of the setup of the show. Um, this show is, I guess, developed a bit of controversy. Um, I, I've read where amongst Muslims there was some issues. Um, I don't know enough about the practices and beliefs there to comment on that, but just know that going in, if that is something you're sensitive to. Um, and then uh, critically, it's not getting very good reviews, but um, I don't know. I, it's It's been extremely entertaining so far, and it's hmm. such a, I don't know, it's just such an interesting idea of that could there, you know, could, you know, if I guess the idea of like a, a modern day Jesus, I guess, is kind of what they're right. presenting it as. Like I said, I don't know what it's going to end up being. Right, but um, it's kind of like if the biblical Jesus had taken place in 2019. Yes. Instead of, you know, yeah. whatever, 50, 50 Couple days ago. BC or whatever. Yeah, and it's so far, like, it's super most, long. It's mostly been focused so far on the Michelle Monaghan character and and this guy. And then there's there's been a few other characters that have been introduced that, that you know, kind of play into it. it feel, I feel like it's kind of getting buried because, you know, um, it, it wasn't getting good reviews. And yeah, I'm, I don't know why. I'm just really curious. So I hope you, I hope you give it a watch. It's- well, probably because I talk about Jesus and stuff. Yeah, I, I actually do. Uh, I have taken a little bit of a reputation for amongst uh, my friends and audience or whatever as the one they're like, what do you think about this religiously themed thing? Yeah. Uh, so uh, so no, I, I get it. And I probably should watch it. My mom was just asking me about some religiously themed movie that I haven't seen. And I just I have abandoned my uh, my post, I guess. <laughs> Not watching all this well, stuff guess, all just, the time. Like, I come at this from a perspective where I, I'm curious, I, not that I want anyone to be offended or anything, but like just because there is some stuff around it that seems like it is, you know, some people are a little apprehensive about it. And it could just be because of, you know, real life too, um, yeah. things that are going on well, currently and whatnot. Um, but um, I don't know. It's interesting. Cool. Uh, I'm going to talk about Little Women, Yay. Uh, the Greta Gerwig uh, Little Women that is uh, just out recently. Little Women. And uh, vying for awards. Uh, obviously, this movie has been made many times before, or the story has been told many times before, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's public domain, <laughs> so nobody has to pay for the yeah. rights. Yeah. Uh, but uh, most recently, the one I remember is the, was it 94, where it was like Christian Bale yeah. and Winona Ryder? Yeah, Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that crew. Um, But this one is a little bit different in the way that Greta Gerwig chooses to tell the story is... I, I think really smart and uh, does some things with hopping around in time that if you are not alert to will be confusing to you. If mm-hmm. you are not willing to give yourself to this movie in a way that pays attention enough to know, oh, we're we're moving around in the story, uh, 
Um, I, I feel like if you're trying to watch this, you know, uh, at home with a device in your hand or with laptop on or whatever, you may miss out on some really cool things because the way she plays with the story and the echoes of the story within itself um, are, are really interesting and uh, I think really valuable. She also does some really cool things with a meta narrative to this story where she takes the life of Louisa May Alcott, uh, who is the author of Little mm-hmm. Women, and kind of works her into the story itself as one of the March girls. Um, and so the the way this kind of plays with that meta narrative, I think is really smart um, and allows you to see the story in kind of a deeper, more meaningful way. Uh, I don't want to give anything away, but one of the choices she makes at the end and how this character is both telling the story and experiencing the story is that when she gets the dog no oh but uh nice try by the way getting the dog is another oh no number 34 (laughs) number 34 uh no so it's it i i really like this movie uh add to that the fact that she's already we already know she's a great director she knows how to to direct a movie and excellent performances from this cast Saoirse Ronan is amazing um you know right down the line um I'm trying to think uh Florence Pugh is having a hell of a year yes thank you what a year for Florence Pugh um, with mids- Midsummer mm-hmm. and this and Fighting, fighting with, my with My Family. Uh, man, I, I'm really impressed with her this year. Um, so yeah, right right down the line, the cast is amazing. Um, Timothy Chalamet is great. Lori. Uh, so yeah, I, I really liked this and I wasn't necessarily expecting to like it this much, but yeah, huge recommend. I'm really curious to check it out and I, I will eventually. Um, I had every intention of taking my daughter to see it uh, here recently, but you know, life happened. It just hasn't been able to happen, but hopefully we'll get to it before it uh, it leaves and it's doing really well so yeah. I think it's going to be around for a minute and uh, and Hermione Granger doing great work yeah, here Emma too Watson, yeah. so yep so yeah good stuff all around so so yeah I would highly recommend Little Women the movie not just Little Women in general although there are many amazing Little Women uh, in our world right, yeah. and let me, let me take the shovel <laughs> let me take the shovel yeah, I do remember quite liking the 94 version I, I have not seen it in many many years but I yeah. remember that being something that I was like not expecting joy and really did you know when it came out yeah it's a good story yeah. yes yes indeed it is and it's told well here mm-hmm. well everybody get everybody get everything from out behind the curtain that they wanted to this week well i just wanted to let you know there was a little clan drama and i wanted to talk about it <laughs> behind the clans now <laughs> uh, is it clan to clan combat on my podcast we're going to talk about games all the time <laughs> <laughs> that's going to wrap it up for behind the scenes this week don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well you can hang out with us on twitter i'm at aaron dicer she is at Danae says d-e-n-e-e-s-a-y-s he is at sam loomis 13 so for jonathan watkins Danae hughes and myself we'll see you next week Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. You touch this freaking microphone, I'll kill you! From some of the most popular teams to top players, how much do you know about Premier League soccer? I don't know a lot about Premier League soccer. Is that a football thing? Bing has all your Premier League needs covered. Check out all the latest matches, standings, and more. If you've got a hankering for moody, dramatic, rocky shorelines, you've you've come to the right place. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, buddy. You shut up! 
I've not been given passwords. I'm not that level yet. You know, I haven't been even, I haven't been given the snack key, you know. What's what's making noise? Your phone or your machine? My butt. Well, shut your butt down. I can't. I had ham and beans. <laughs> <laughs> Gates to hell are open. When you left to go upstairs to get water, mm-hmm. I ran into the laundry room and tried to poop. I mean, toot. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that gift in our washer was. <laughs> I just hide my poos. You're like a dog. <laughs> yeah. I'm very uncomfortable going in toilets. <laughs> Bonus thoughts for next week. My Hero Academia was written by a girl. How are you, man? I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. Am I supposed to hear today? Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh. Yes. Uh-oh. 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 Push all the buttons. That's what I would do. I panic and then press every button. That is a, that is a really bad idea. Do you remember the first time that they left me alone to run the board while you guys went on vacation at the radio station and I'd only been there for like a couple of months and everyone acted like it was a super no big deal? Do you remember that? And I was panicking. Do you remember that? And then our boss, I was like, dude, you don't understand. Like I panic and just start pushing buttons and I don't know how to stop myself. But do you remember what happened? He looked at me. He was like, unless it's on fire, everything is fine. And I said, that's a terrible standard. (laughs) And then you guys left anyway. At that point, I think we all thought you were kidding. Like, I think... Why do people not take me at face value? No, 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 because <laughs> we didn't realize you actually you actually would just push buttons. And but, I did. But Mandalorian is being a butt. The Mandalorian butt. Which is weird because it's Disney. The Mandalorian rear end. We, to the best of my knowledge, we've never had an issue with Disney before. It's under a cape. But. We can still see it. I talked to my brother for 45 minutes this weekend. Oh my gosh. I thought I thought you and your brother didn't like each other. No, we like each other. We just don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference. We love each other very much. We just don't speak. <laughs> and he said, yeah, I could probably figure out somebody that you could talk to. And I said, yeah, they might want to listen to the content before they decide to like go all in, you know. And then he goes, oh, you guys could come up with a really clever thing. Like people who cuss need kitchenware too. <laughs> I was like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Sometimes even more so. <laughs> Do you want really expensive kitchen gear? Do you cuss? Well, do we have the right people for you? We sell a specialized meat mallet, and when you hit your thumb, you can say all the words. You can say, ouch, and ooh, and gosh darn it. (laughs) (laughs) Is anybody else in the post-holidays, like, doldrums a little bit? Just kind of like the sugar high is, is wearing down, all the gifts have been opened, the new year is here already, blah, blah, 2020, whatever, we've talked about it. Like, any anybody else? Is everybody else still excited? I wasn't excited before it started. <laughs> <laughs> but we've established that. <laughs> but did you guys see that there are several people that have said they don't want to be on social media right now, but then they would leave us and they want to stay on Twitter? Aww. Yeah, of course. So we can just but, we can try to be the happiness. And I kept all those, but I have, uh, I have blocked and muted so many people over the last <laughs> like two days. It's not even funny. I <laughs> thought you were going to say you'd blocked and muted those people. They <laughs> no, were too positive people. for you. I'm just saying, those people are safe. <laughs> I got this new lip balm called Sin Omen. Ooh. And it is a lip freak. Lip- Can I try it? I don't know if you want this. It will freak your lips out. Is this reverse psychology? It's the strongest buzzing lip balm in the whole world. Ooh. Okay, here you go. Is it? Is it like, uh, it's sin- is it like drugs? It's- Am I going to be on drugs now? It- this will be exciting because we have to start the show. So you're going to have to do this while we're recording the start of the show. Nice.
It, it smells minty. It's, it's, doesn't, it doesn't smell strong. It's cinnamon. Yeah. So it tingles your lips. It's got a mustache on it. So this is for dudes. Go for it, man. All right. You freak your lips out. I already read that part. Hey, if women want to have mustaches, all power <laughs> hey, to yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have one. It's just a little peach fuzzy. So it's, okay, here we go. On your lips. No, 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 no. On your lips. <laughs> Is that not my lip? It looks like you're putting it on. Oh, my God. What are you guys doing? (laughs) It has a mustache on it. No, it's not. Down lower on your lip. Keep it on your lip, man. Like there? Yeah. Really get it. Really get a lot on there. Smear it so that you get the whole experience. This doesn't seem like a very hard concept. Uh He's doing much better now. He had to like actually. His lips don't exist, apparently. He was trying to figure out where it belonged. Mm. All right. It's fine. Yeah. What's it supposed to do? Oh. Oh. (laughs) Oh, that's what it's supposed to do. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Okay. So it's kind of like eating a ghost pepper. Um, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't. You're like, this is nothing, and then you're like, oh, son of a. Yeah, wait till it gets to the part where it feels like you're going through space time continuum. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, it is definitely increasing. Uh huh. It is. Yeah, we're supposed to do a show now. The fire so- is spreading. <laughs> Remember, how I told you you had to start the show. It's time. Wow. Uh, you should definitely go get that checked out if the fire is spreading. Yeah. Yeah, it burns. It's literally crazy amounts of cinnamon. It's called Lip Freak for a reason. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know you know that, that guy in the My Hero Academia in the crowd? <laughs> yes. That <laughs> has just you. like the, the three-inch <laughs> circle of red around his lips. <laughs> I feel like him right now. <sighs> I feel like I need to be watching a very boring talk fight. I'm afraid I'm going to like get it on the microphone because I'm so close to the microphone. Microphone. What did I... Did I have a dream about a microphone? Has this lip balm like freaked your brain? Oh, like- yeah, maybe. Oh, I wanted to do a parody song. Can I just tell you this real quick? I wanted to do a parody song of... Is it Beck that does Where It's At, Two Turntables mm-hmm. and a Microphone? Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to do a parody song about podcasting called um, Two White Guys in a Microphone. And it's like, because every podcast is just a couple white guys talking. I don't know. It just popped into my brain. That was a dream you had? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I dreamed that I punched my husband in the face (laughs) over and over again. Two Caucasians on a microphone. Where it's at. (laughs) Two Caucasians on a microphone. Hey, guys, I'm pretty sure my lips are plasma right now. (laughs) I think they've melted. I think they're dripping. My top lip is dripping onto my bottom lip at this point. So maybe we should start. I told you. Isn't it crazy? That's intense. I told you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 